Welcome to Second Podcast, a Lord of the Rings series by The Dorky Diva Show. I'm your host, Savannah. And I'm Brian. And we're back today. We are so excited to be here because yeah, we today we are talking about behind the scenes of the two towers. Whoop, whoop. And the two towers. And we have another special guest today, which is amazing. Um, we have my very sweet friend, Nicolette, with us today, who is probably the biggest Lord of the Rings fan in my life that I know. And we are just honored to have her here today. So thank you, Nicolette, for joining us. Oh, hi, I'm happy to be here. Welcome, Welcome. to Second Podcast. Thank thank you. you. Nicolette was just out here visiting me like a week ago, and she was telling me that she was cracking up listening to our previous episode (laughs) and like (laughs) all of the things I don't know and all of the things that I pronounce incorrectly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wait, Nicolette, can you just say Tariel for me real quick? Taudiel. Isn't that beautiful? (laughs) A fellow R roller. Yes. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Nicolette, before we get into talking about the behind the scenes of this movie, I really want you to share like your Lord of the Rings story and how you became a fan of this franchise because you have a lovely story and everybody needs to hear it. Yeah. Um, so my mom took me to see Fellowship of the Ring for my fourth birthday. That's when it came out. Four. And some some people may think <laughs> that that's a little early, but I say it's great parenting. They'd be wrong. So, yeah. So I I fell in love with Lord of the Rings after I saw it in the movie theaters. Um, and my mom says that I would get up on the bed and start quoting if you want him, come and claim him, like all the time. <laughs> and I lo- I mean I loved Arwen. Um. But after that, my mom like really loved the elven hairstyles and I had really long hair as a kid, just like my mom. And she would start doing my hair like Arwen and Legolas. Like that was, yeah, that was like the best to me. And like my family started giving me like more and more toy swords and it just became like an obsession to have like a bunch of, like a bunch of swords. Yes. And I would like go in the backyard and, you know, kill imaginary orcs my papa thought that was hilarious just seeing me in the backyard just taking them all out <laughs> oh we're gonna be best friends <laughs> yeah Brian, so, this is why she's on the show like i knew yeah no yes <laughs> um so about first grade this i think at this point tw- uh, two towers might have come out already at this point um but they had lord of the rings valentines at walmart and my Aww. mom got them for me and I took them to first grade, but I remember the night before Valentine's Day, I was keeping all of the Legolas ones for myself because I was just, <laughs> I was like my first crush. Like I was like, no one gets to have Legolas. Right, but, so. um, and then there was a few people I did not like in my class and I gave Gollum to all of them. <laughs> I just thought it was deserving. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, so, um, I love that so much. I know. Like. I was so spiteful. Like that's... we would have been best friends <laughs> as children. I would have given you like Aragorn or something. Oh, thank you. She would have taken Aragorn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have like a really big backyard as well. And in the back, I had like this little forest. It's like a little like area where there's trees and my papa decorated it to look like Lothlorien for me. And yeah, he would put like white, like fluorescent white rope lights in the, in the trees. And then he made like a little path for me and there's a fountain 
And I, it's right now it's a little sad looking and I really want to revamp it up <laughs> because it's just like, it means something so special, you know, it's so special to me. So sure. Yeah. And then my dad, because my, my parents were divorced. I, my dad also took me to see Lord of the Rings as well. He was also a fan and he had a, a red leather bound Lord of the Rings book Ooh. and inside it has, yeah, it's really pretty. And inside it has like the maps and he would let me like read it sometimes or he would read it to me and that that was special as well um and i have a memory of sitting at the edge of my mom's bed watching on this you know those old box tvs the mm -hmm. lord of the rings <laughs> documentary that had come out i think national geographic did it um but i remember sitting on the edge of my bed and watching them um do the makeup and all the armor on the orcs like i remember that so vividly and thinking like I wanted to do that when I was older. Um, so I, I just have so many memories, but after that, uh, my parents put me in martial arts because it was clear that all I wanted to do was play fight. <laughs> yeah. So my parents put me in martial arts. Um, I specialized in side swords and that was part partially because of Legolas, but also because of Electra. Like oh, yeah. I was a huge fan of both. And, um, and also Ray Park from, you know, of course. Star Wars. Yeah, those were all of my um, idols, pretty much. And then as I got older, I hated running in high school so much. I, I was a water polo player, and then I quit, and then I had to do the mile. And mm. I, I could not stand that. So in order to make myself run faster and, like, make the mile, I would play the Urukai theme on my phone <laughs> and run. And it worked. Like, yes. it was it was great. Um about middle school or high school the hobbit came out and that changed the game for me because that was the first time we ever saw a redheaded elf and mm -hmm. she was a she elf you know taudiel yeah. and i'm redheaded myself so i'm like oh my gosh there's someone in lord of the rings that looks like me Aww. like that was so exciting for me like i mean you hard you hardly even see that in star wars i mean all we really have is mara jade and she's not even like in a movie or anything right so yeah, that was really, really nice to see. And I know a lot of people do not like her because she's not. We do not know. allow that here. We yeah. Only, and I'm like, only here for love. I know. And I'm just like, she's great. Like, she's I, I love her and I, I love her costume. And, you know, one day I'll make it. But I do have her bow. Um, but after high school, I, I got my big girl money and I there started um, spending it on weapons, props and room decor. I have so many weapons from Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. And I think like about a year after I graduated high school or two years, I began decorating my room to look like um, like kind of like the Shire, Mirkwood. I guess mm -hmm. that's kind of it's right, beautiful. right, Savannah? Like yeah. it's, it's yeah. Like very foresty and warm and inviting yeah. and just, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. so many words that could describe it, but it's just, <laughs> you know, perfect. And there's like leaves and... I don't know. Yeah. It's just adorable. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So it it took me a while to get it to where it is now, and it's an ever evolving project. But you know, I've I've loved these movies since I was four years old, and it's been a lifelong um, obsession. And I'm just so excited to talk about it. Like I've never done this before uh, about Lord of the Rings, anyway. So I just love your story so much. Like we met because <laughs> of you. Star Wars. And obviously mm -hmm. I was not a Lord of the Rings fan until recently, but I knew, I knew that you were like super into it. Yeah. So you came to yeah. mind as soon as we decided we were going to do this podcast. I was like, okay, well, Nicolette's coming on. So 
Now, to Deal be with said, it, Brian. That Savannah did not warn me at all how much we had in common before now. So I am beaming. <laughs> I just knew you guys were going to hit it off. I, I didn't even need to do that because I was just like, they're going to be on the podcast and they're going to be BFFs. It's fine. What? <laughs> yeah. So Martial cool, arts, Brian? fighting invisible yeah. orcs. Yeah. I've done literally all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That's amazing. Isn't that so cool, Brian? Yeah. Isn't her story like just the cutest thing in the whole world? She was four. <laughs> That's <laughs> four. incredible. Yeah. I love it. What's yeah. what's your favorite weapon you own? Um, oh, as I turn around. Um, I now is Thranduil Sword. I got that recently. Ooh, and pretty. it is it's beautiful. Um, the others I have um I think it's Haragrim, which is yep. Theoden's Theoden sword. sword. And then I have um I have Andriel as well. Ooh, the um, Flame of the West. Yes, but those those two are very, very heavy. Um, I bet. But the Thranduil Sword is perfect for me. And um, I'm very elven in, in body. I'm 5'11". Mm-hmm. And um, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm very... Very fair-skinned. Uh, yes. red hair. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And I'm very uh, dwarven in personality. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, it was perfect for you. Yeah, I have her bow and arrow um, oh, so cool. up on the wall as well. And I also have um, Gandalf staff from The Hobbit. It's not the one that flares out in right. Fellowship of the Ring. And I also have Saruman's staff as well. Ooh. Yeah. Respect. You'll have to send I know. I just... Some of the stuff you have so we can post them and our, our listeners oh, sure. can see. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Is Peregrim as beautiful in person? <laughs> As it is on screen, oh, it is beautiful. The wood that on the handle is beautiful. Um, it, I think, it is. Um, I want to say brass with the with the horse, oh, the cool. heart horse is. Yeah, yeah. And um, these swords are real. The, yeah. They're like actual. That one's blunted. The one, the Thranduil one, is not blunted. It's sharp. <laughs> Sweet. Yes, it's very sharp. Um, nobody will be breaking into your yeah, house. Nobody. Yes. <laughs> yeah it, that one is beautiful i think it's prettier than um Andudiel, mm-hmm. absolutely because it has all the all the carving in it i also right. have taudiel's knives as well Ooh, i haven't put them cool. up yet but they're they're also really nice and they're also very sharp i love it I <laughs> yeah love i love it. all of this yeah. so basically so for today's episode like i have my notes you know i have stuff written down but clearly nicolette is the expert here she knows <laughs> her stuff I so we're gonna let you just like talk as much as you want because i okay. think you know even like way more than i do obviously yeah um but yeah let's get into it so. all right two towers barador and Orthanc. To start this first segment, I wanted to talk about the new cast members that are in the two towers that were not in the Fellowship of the Ring. So mm-hmm. first and foremost, we have Mr. Andy Circus, who plays Gollum, and we have so much to say about him in a little bit. We have mm-hmm. Bernard Hill as Theoden. We have Miranda mm-hmm. Otto as Eowyn. We have David Wenham as Faramir. 
Brad Duruff is Wormtongue, and Carl Urban is Aomir. So those are the big names that I wanted to know. We've talked about Carl Urban in the last episode, if you yep. remember. <laughs> He's great. We love him so much on this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do. We do love him. Yeah. Um, but I also wanted to dog. revisit something that I mentioned a couple episodes ago that is going Uh-oh. to be a recurring topic throughout oh, no. this series. And it's about Mr. Sean Astin. <laughs> so, oh, actually, yes. It's Go. a good thing. It so is. I do have to say, on the most recent episode of The Friendship Onion with uh, Dominic Moynihan and Billy Boyd, mm-hmm. they had... Sean Astin on the show and he like kind of Skyped in and they interviewed him. There were two two different parts. And I'm going to say I like him a lot more now and I really <laughs> understand <laughs> where he was coming from with some of his, you know, like quirks uh-huh. while he was filming these movies mm-hmm. and you know, he's growing on me and I just wanted to share that with all of you because a <laughs> lot of you have given me a hard time about it. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. You know what? Forgiveness is a very important thing to practice. Wow. Thank and you. <laughs> you've you've come a long way, and mm-hmm. you know what? You've seen the error of your ways, and that's okay. We will bring you back into the fold, the West Fold, as it were, <laughs> to keep it in the Two Towers theme. I'm very proud of you. I'm glad mm-hmm. that you have you have come around. Wow, thank you. Because we need Samwise Gamgee here. For your forgiveness. <laughs> yes, you know what? It's there. And I'm sure Nicolette agrees. We're glad yeah, that I, you are now yeah. Team Sam. Yeah, I actually brought it to her attention. She's like, wait, wait, wait. Just wait till we record and I will tell you that I have made a change. Yeah. Yeah, my- yeah she brought it up. And I, was like, <laughs> I did bring it up. I was oh, like, please. <laughs> good, 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 good. This is great. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. Do you guys have anything to anything like notable to share about this uh cast list aside from Andy Circus because we have we have a lot to talk about yes. with him. Um I I just want to say that I I just love Miranda Otto. Me right. too. Oh my gosh. Just she I think she really changed the game for me as well seeing um a woman fight on screen like that. You know, mm-hmm. we saw Arwen in the first movie and she was she was amazing as well. But seeing seeing a woman like that who didn't care about her status about royalty about any of that just she's she was seeking something more than being royal and i i love that about her so much yeah i love her too she's yeah. great it's so funny yeah. i think i talked about this on the last episode you know i have i have a complicated <laughs> relationship with aon <laughs> yeah because of her interest in aragorn but it's fine it's fine can you i blame love her? her can you blame her no i i cannot blame her for a second <laughs> for a single second she just needed to try it yeah. you know good for her honestly yes I'm so proud of her half like don't talk to him um <laughs> but at the end of the day i do love her <laughs> yeah yeah it was awesome she's, she's got the crazy eyes awesome. though Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that seems a bit much. It's yeah. a bit much. <laughs> I think it's very yeah. on the same bar as um, Dark Galadriel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah. I feel like intense. she like rewatched that scene a lot to prepare yeah. for the scene. Just a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. Like, oh, he blocked my sword. Cool, cool. Don't no, drink this. You're like, oh, geez. All right. No cage. Yeah, got it. No cages. Understood. <laughs> no cages. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, 
before we like talk about Andy Serkis more and mm-hmm. really get into the character of Gollum, I this is so stupid and this is probably something <laughs> that you guys know, but I didn't realize what the budget was for these movies. And I know everybody in I the behind the no scenes idea. was talking about like a low budget, all that stuff, like, you know, small, low budget movies. But I, I'd never really looked at the numbers until today. And mm-hmm. so the budget for all three movies together was $281 million. For all three? For all three. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And they made, uh, together, they made almost $3 billion worldwide. Ooh. And just to like put this into perspective, so all three movies, the budget was $281 million. Attack of the Clones alone, the budget was $115 million. And I chose that movie because it was made around the same time, had right. lots of visual effects, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. $115 million for just one movie. Isn't wow. that crazy? That is, yeah, that's a lot. I just Ooh. think that's insane. Yeah. Well, think about the show. The show, the budget is like a billion dollars, right? Oh, it's like like the Lord insane. of the Rings show coming out. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. huge. Yeah. Um, but think about up. like the the big names, you know, like Christopher Lee, Ian McKellen. I mean, those they were mm-hmm. big time actors, and they, were. they had to be paid. And the fact that they were in it, think about all the extras and stunt people and behind the scenes mm-hmm. people like that's a lot of people to pay in addition to everything they were making that just kind of blew, blew my mind i was like what are you kidding me here is this a real number yeah you know it's kind of weird now that you mention it that i've never thought about till now i mean yeah christopher lee film icon ian mckellen film icon and x-men was around that time so you know magneto is in the in the forefront around Gandalf as well. What's interesting is before the Lord of the Rings movies, like Sean Astin, you know, has been in the game since he was a child with like Goonies and stuff. Mm-hmm, right. But like, what had you seen? Dominic Monaghan, Billy Boyd. Like Elijah Wood has been in the game since he was a kid, but nothing super crazy. Mm-mm. Like Bernard Hill was in Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there, there's a lot of lesser known at the time actors mm-hmm. that were involved in this massive thing that have since been catapulted. Yeah. Uh, but well, and think of Orlando Bloom as well. I've never thought about that before. Yeah. 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 Huh. Yeah, Vigo. Like, what was he in prior to Lord of the Rings that anyone would know him from? Probably not a ton of stuff. Probably just yeah. some smaller things. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, had, and Andy Serkis was, it. like, not a big deal, obviously. He created a career out of this movie yeah <laughs> that's wild I, i've never had that realization until right now yeah that they were on the grand scheme of things relatively unknown yeah mm-hmm. and i can't believe vigo almost like didn't accept that role yeah. right like, could you imagine where oh would you have been now sir yeah it's crazy yeah I, to me i really think of like christopher lee and ian mckellen being the two big names at the time yeah yeah which i think they were Mm -hmm. that's nuts i think this these movies were perfectly cast there's no one who could play these characters better than anyone and i think the the most perfect casted people are dominic monaghan and billy boyd i love them they are their characters they have they have they have stayed in character all these years (laughs) yeah yeah because they are yeah they are the characters yeah yeah that's right i love them yeah well, do you guys want to get into talking about Gollum specifically? Yeah, Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. 
Cool. So also before we get a little bit further, just for our listeners, we're breaking this episode up into segments. So we're talking about Gollum first, Rohan, Treebeard, and then Helm's Deep. So we're doing it a little bit different than we did the last uh, behind the scenes episode. But in the last behind the scenes episode, we really covered a lot about the cast, a lot about uh, Weta Workshop and Weta Digital. So now we're just focusing on other things. So Let's get into Gollum. So Andy Serkis was originally hired to only perform the voice of Gollum. And his role was supposed to be only like three weeks of voice work. And then he read the books and he was like, oh my gosh, this character is amazing. I really want to do this. And prior to reading um, the books, he didn't realize who the character was. And he was like, three weeks of voice work. That sounds really dull. Like, I don't want to do that. And then he was like, wow, this is such an amazing character. I, I really want this role. And during his voice audition, he really physically embodied the character by, you know, manipulating his face and his mouth and hunching over and just like doing everything with his body to get this voice out of him. And Peter Jackson saw that and was like, wow, we have to get this guy because he is understanding the character from like the core of his body too. And the voice role quickly shifted into a role where he was portraying Gollum on set. And I, I think Andy Serkis was a huge advocate for making this character as good as it could be because he understood that his physical movements and his physical facial expressions were super important to the character. And I think after his time on set in this like skin tight spandex off-white colored suit looking like a crazy person um you know he like really paid his dues on set and I think a lot of people came to respect him because of how much he was putting into this character just for the voice really and I think over time as he was doing that um Peter Jackson and other people on set and the team at Weta were realizing that they needed to use his physical performance in addition to the voice so Um, so much went into the making of this character. And honestly, I probably don't even understand every little piece of it, but it sounds like they shot scenes multiple times. So they would shoot a scene with Andy in this skin tight spandex suit as Gollum. He would do the voice. He would do the physical performance for the character, climbing around on his hands and knees and stuff. And he would do that with the other actors. So with uh, Sean and Elijah, and then they would do the scene again by taking Andy out of picture. So Elijah and Sean would have to do the movements and mimic everything they had just done as if Andy was there. So the digital team did some scenes where they were like painting out Andy's body. They were doing some scenes where he wasn't even physically there. And then later on, they ended up shooting sequences on a motion capture stage to like really mimic Andy's body movements and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And one thing that I thought was really interesting is that Andy Serkis was a mountain climber, I think as a hobby that was like not his profession. He was just a hobbyist. And so that really helped him be more agile as Gollum. And he just, he was so fearless playing this character. He did, he did not give two craps what anybody thought of him. That's for sure. Cause he looked <laughs> insane. Yeah. Um, and he just like put so much into this character. So as time went along, 
uh, on set, like while they were shooting and and getting into the post-production of the movie and figuring out how Gollum was really going to work, they, I think they had to change the original sculpt and design of Gollum because they ended up having to change the face to sort of match the uh, like muscle patterns and movements and facial features of Andy's actual face, just so that when they were doing mocap stuff, it was matching and not throwing off um, the model they had already created. And I thought that was super interesting. Hmm. But, you know, think of think of Andy Serkis now. He's done the Planet of the Apes franchise. He yep. was um, Snoke in the newer Star Wars movies. And he has literally created an entire career for himself just as a motion capture actor, which was yep. kind of unheard of at the time. We had um, Ahmed Best as Jar Jar, but... Andy really took it to a whole new level because they were focusing a lot on his face in addition to his body. And he was just doing such weird things with his body as Gollum. <laughs> like it's just, you know, you're not walking upright. You're you're crawling sure. around and you're just like just like a little weasel, you know? Yeah. Um, so those were the notes I had written down for all the things about him that I thought were really interesting. But I just love that he absolutely gave everything that he could for this character and he believed in his performance and believed that he belonged on as like as an actor on set if that makes sense he wasn't just a voice actor he knew that his performance physically meant something and it needed to be brought out in the film and i think that's really cool yeah i think so too yeah i I did not realize that they did it like with slates and whatnot because yeah. I have with a lot of visual effects stuff, they shoot it just plain so that they can animate on top of it. And it's like, you know, layers upon layers. Mm-hmm. That makes sense that they yeah. would have him go in first and then do it without him so that they could digitally impose him into the scene that they mm-hmm. can act around. That's interesting. I didn't know that. There's and- so many layers to this movie, like yeah. filming wise. Like there's there's so much that they put into this. And I admire Andy Circus so much for his performance. When I was rewatching the behind the scenes just seeing him get in that one it's that one part where he's catching the fish mm-hmm. in yep. that ice cold river water after it snowed like mm-hmm. and he's just sliding around on rocks in the water like that if that's not dedicated to a role then i don't know what is yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that that's amazing and even after he finished f- sorry finished filming the movies including the hobbit he did that read of the hobbit during yep. the pandemic um, and that was like, I think that was like over 24 hours long that he was reading, oh even in the voice of Gollum, like mm-hmm. it was fantastic and it was all for charity. And I just, I admire him so much as a person and a, as an actor. Yeah. He me was, too. He's fantastic. And we'll, we'll talk about this when we get into the Hobbit movies, but he actually became, um, I think he was an assistant director for like yes. a second yes. unit on the Hobbit movies, which is awesome too. Like, yeah. think about that. You know, he was relatively unknown going into the Lord of the Rings. And then by Mm -hmm. the time they do the Hobbit trilogy, he's not only playing Gollum again, but he's directing. Like, that's amazing. And I think who better? Because he was there for so much of the filming of the first movies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he's clearly, like, so passionate about it Mm -hmm. and loves the story and knows the characters very well. Yeah. But he, man, they were talking about this nasty like drink concoction that they would make for him because his voice would get so worn out from doing the voice. Makes sense. And it was, I think it was like hot water, lemon, ginger, honey, 
but it just looked disgusting. Like yeah, it that's, looked so nasty. My, my mom actually makes that for me when I get a sore throat and it it, it is nasty. I'm like – And just yeah. drinking that all the time. I would it's get so sick your of throat. that. Yeah. Got to yeah. do what you got to do. Yeah. yeah. No, Andy Circus is awesome. They're, they're always making nasty – drink concoctions on this <laughs> on this movie i mean that one that they made for oh dominic God. monaghan yeah that was frog. nasty yes that was <laughs> gross do you know what was and in I, that they said it was peach tea and something about coke like Ew. it was like the um it was very molassesy looking like and they he said that he was actually like gagging by the time <laughs> yeah. they got the actual <laughs> Uh, shot so yeah it's so gross I, it is so gross and you think it would kind of taste good but with the whatever the part of the coke was in there that's that's gross yeah <laughs> so nasty yeah i love it i love it it's when yeah. you get someone who is that much of a consummate professional you know it it, it comes through and like yeah. with andy circus yeah he got you know credit where it was due as well with Gollum. but also i mean he's an on-camera actor as well you know he's in the mcu mm-hmm. as claw you know, in yeah. uh, in Black Panther, which is great. He was in the Prestige, which was awesome. Like he's yeah. just really, really good, and he takes the profession really seriously, which is yeah. You can tell, you can tell. But yeah. talking about like him in the suit, like on the mountain and doing all that weird, crazy stuff. I'm sure you've seen the video of Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh yes, Smaug. yes, yes. <laughs> like there's no way they were doing that. Like he just yeah. did it because he was in character. <laughs> you know, they weren't like, yeah. all right, see how his hands are. We're gonna put Smaug's hands there. Yeah, like no, actually, it's about embodying it. I saw the video of that on TikTok, and people in the comments were like, "Who is that? Like, what is he doing?" I'm like, "You guys don't know. Like, <laughs> stop. <laughs> like, that man is dedicated." Yeah, and yeah. that was from The Hobbit. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I get so aggravated. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, you guys have no idea. You uncultured swine. <laughs> yeah. Every yeah. day, Nicolette sends me at least two wonderful Lord of the Rings TikToks. Good. <laughs> yes. Good. Doing the Lord's work, Nicolette. We'll, well keep done. you in the loop yes. on this now, Brian. She'll just My... send it in a group to us. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I would like. I would like to join this this yeah. group. <laughs> yeah. I always have some great stuff. My for you page is perfectly tailored to me. Good. So. Good. <laughs> yeah. But I, I I love stuff like that and like to be yeah. pioneers because yeah, two towers. Because there was a little bit of Gollum in the Fellowship, you know, like yeah. the Mines of Moria and then along yeah. the log and stuff. There were tiny the little log. things. Whereas the time the Two Towers came out, episode one had already come out. Episode two was being shot, so the technology was being developed. Um, but yeah. a big thing that I think is a testament to Andy Serkis and what ended up being a detriment to Ahmed Best was the credit was given to Andy Serkis mm-hmm. in The Lord of the Rings. Whereas the credit was given more to ILM for Jar Jar. Mm-hmm. And that was a big differentiation yeah. because not yeah. a lot of people, and to this day, not not enough people know that Jar Jar was actually Ahmed mm-hmm. on set in costume doing that. Yeah. People think he's a fully CGI character. Yeah. Where Peter Jackson made it a point every time he was asked to be like, that's Andy Serkis. Mm-hmm. That's a guy. Yeah. Yeah. I know, also so think Andy great. not like rudely demanded that, but he was so vocal in the behind the scenes uh, for this movie that like he was an actor portraying this character. I mean, th- the way he talked about it was just like he took this so seriously and he knew that this character would not be what it was without his performance. And yeah. I wonder if Ahmed Best was a little more passive about that and was just like, I'm just happy to be here. 
You know, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't really know what he was yeah. doing, but I think There's Andy was just, I just he was think young. Andy was like very fierce about it in the sense that he just very much believed in what he was doing. And I right. think for a while it was kind of a situation where he had to believe in himself when nobody did. Not that anybody thought he was a bad actor, but right. he had to prove to them that he belonged on set and needed yeah. to be there for this character and didn't need to be there just as the voice. Right. Um, so I think a lot of that like comes from his spirit as well and like what he wanted to be credited for. Um, But it's also nice, like whenever you hear him talk about the character, he absolutely credits um, what a digital and all the other teams that helped put that character together too. Cause a lot of people had their hands on Gollum and making him a reality. And I think also like Elijah Wood and Sean Astin have to get a lot of credit for kind of going with the flow of, Oh, we're going to film this with him. And Oh, we're going to film the scene again without him. And we got to figure out where he was and how this is going to work and remember everything. And that must've been difficult as well, because I'm assuming they had probably never done that before. Sure. Continuity is tough on set. Yeah. Especially (laughs) like if you're in the moment and you're just making decisions in the scene of like, all right, I'm going to do this. And they're like, all right, do it again. You're like, Oh no, where did I put the glass? Yeah. I don't remember. And then you got to like have somebody watch playback. You're like, oh, okay, cool. On that word, I sat down. Got it, got yeah. it, got it. I can't even imagine with like as physical scenes as they have with Gollum yeah, on yeah. sets and oh, oh. Yeah, definitely a yeah. big group effort. And the other thing yeah. I wanted to mention, um, Nicolette, you mentioned that scene where he's like sliding down the rocks and trying to catch the fish and it's freezing and, you know, he yeah. just everything about that seems so miserable. And I remember watching the behind the scenes like last week and I noticed I don't remember what particular scene it was but Andy had like a spine protection thing on his back um it almost looked like a back brace and I Mm -hmm. think possibly like a stunt person or whatever had to throw him (laughs) and that was to protect him from getting injured and I'm just like this man was so battered (laughs) during this movie and I (laughs) I don't know if if he had a like a fill in as a stunt person, I do know one of the producers filled in for him as a, like a body double for some things, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, but I think he did a lot of the, you yeah. know, rough and tough stuff like by himself. At least yeah. that's what it seems like. And like so. every every scene is on rocks. Yeah, <laughs> I know that. I know that Elijah Wood was complaining about the same rocks being used and used and used over and over again. Yeah, and they're they're always on rocks. Yeah, or in I mean, water. I feel like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I remember that scene where he goes with, with the elven rope tied around his neck, and he's like yelling that it burns. Yeah, like he's throwing himself around on the rocks yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Bless yeah. his little heart. I mean, I honestly, between the voice situation and him getting thrown around constantly, that could not have been fun. I know. Yeah. Yeah, love him. Okay. Well, are you guys ready to move on to Rohan? Yes. Absolutely, yes. <gasps>
So now we're into Rohan. And this is really just a hodgepodge of fun facts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I love all of these things. Um, we're going to start with the most obvious. Let's talk about Vigo's broken toe. <laughs> Wait, he broke his toes? <laughs> Surprise, JK. We talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but I tried to not get too into it because I knew we had to touch upon it in yep. this episode. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure you all know Vigo broke his toes yep. taking the Urukai helmet when they thought mm-hmm. that Mary and Pippin were goners. Um, the other thing that I don't know if everybody knows, so I'm just going to mention it. Uh, Orlando Bloom had fallen off a horse and like mm-hmm. cracked a rib. Yep. And then I think his name is Brett Beatty. Is that yep. right, Brian? It he is. Had, Gimli's he double. Was, yeah, he was Gimli's scale double, and he had dislocated his knee, which I'm sure is so fun. Um, <laughs> and the three of them were all injured when they were doing the scenes where they're running after the hobbits. And God, I cannot imagine any of those things could not imagine running through rough terrain being injured at all. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Orlando's ribs were broken by Brett Beatty. Oh, yes. I think yes, they were right, on the horse and on both him. fell off and Brett fell onto Orlando. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. I yeah. had forgotten about that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Imagine being <laughs> that guy. I would tell everyone I ever drank with, be like, you know, I broke or I broke Legolas's rib once. No big deal. <laughs> you might have angry fans coming after you. That's right. Angry fangirls. That's fine. <laughs> That's when you get on top of the bar and you're like, there's still one dwarf in Moria who still draws breath. Just pick fights with everyone. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, so I hadn't mentioned that. The other thing that I think is really interesting about Rohan, so the Edoras set had mm. been built. First of all, they had to find the location, which was kind of crazy. And I think they stumbled upon that hill where they built um, the set. They said it took eight months to build that set. And they were only there to shoot for eight days and then it was removed that's amazing isn't that so sad yeah yeah that's how it works that's I movies think about that all the time though i think about i think about that all the time and all the people that work on these sets and i mean these are like true craftsmen here yeah and everything that went into that the furniture the physical building itself the decorations i mean there was one thing i remember they were talking about there's like these embroidered um i guess you would call them flags i don't think that's the right word but anyways they hang in the back of um the banners yes the banners Mm -hmm. and they were all like hand dyed and embroidered and you know they're just like so intricate and it's like you barely Mm -hmm. see them yeah think about how much time it it took just to make those and yeah and then the building itself pillars yeah 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 um, right now I'm writing my first novel and Congrats. there's, uh, thank you. And I have a king in the story. And when I write Sweet. about his hall, this, I think of Edoras. I think mm-hmm. of Theoden's hall, like just down to the tables, the fire, the rugs on the floor, the arches in the back, like, and Edoras is, um, uh, and just Rohan in general are all inspired by the Norse people. Yep. Um, my my dad's from Norway, so like oh, awesome. that that's a big deal for me to see that you know Tolkien really he was inspired by the Nordic sagas and mm-hmm. um and even they even look like Vikings like the helmets. I know a lot of people uh, like assume that Viking helmets are the ones that have the horns on there. That's 
false. Yep. They look like the um, Rohan helmets. That That's what they look like. Um, and even the inside of the halls do look like something you would see in a, in a Viking TV show or movie. They're, um, it's, it's very much inspired by that. And even down to the, like the, the names of the dwarves from the Hobbit, they are exactly the dwarves from the dwarven realm in the Nordic sagas. And I don't know if anyone has seen like the merch or like the DVDs, they have the runes on the bottom, the dwarven runes. Those are actually um, the elder Futhark runes that my ancestors used as an alphabet. Oh, <laughs> so, cool. Yeah. And used from, you know, magic and stuff like that. So they, it was a lot of this is heavily inspired by uh, the Nordic uh, culture and, even I think that they also used Edoras as a inspiration to build White Run Hold from the Elder Scrolls game Skyrim. Oh, cool! So yeah, like if you if you want like see the game, the layout of White Run Hold is pretty much exact to Edoras. That's so, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they do mention as well. I mean, Aragorn calls Eowyn a shield maiden of Rohan. Yes. Which yes. Is straight up Viking. Absolutely absolutely yeah i love it yeah i love rohan i love everything me too it is my favorite so it's so in my heart like we we mentioned it in one of the other episodes like aragorn clearly my favorite character but i'm pretty sure my second favorite character is theoden Mm-hmm. yes I he's just, just so grandpa-y uh, like, you know, like, like i <laughs> love him so much because he's so flawed and like yes there's yeah. in all of lord of the rings i can't think of anyone like boromir comes close but I can't think of anyone else who has such a redemption arc from yeah. being literally like under Saruman's spell to the point where he doesn't even recognize his own son's death until it's yeah. too late yeah. to leading the Rohirrim at Minas Tirith on Pelennor Fields. Like, yeah. oh, oh, it's so good. And just the, the fact that the culture of Rohan is so horse driven, pun intended. Yeah. Like to where it's on literally everything. Their helmets are horses. Yeah. The sword yeah. is two horses. Sword. They're yeah. horse lords. Like it's just oh, it's so cool. It feels so real. You know it what does. I mean? Like we really dive in out of all the cultures. Like we get close with Gondor, with like the white tree and Minas Tirith and what the city represents and Boromir's yeah. captain in the guard and Osgiliath and all that. But we really, really get to spend some time with Rohan and yeah. how they think in you know, the point of Helm's Deep and where Edoras is and the Gap of Rohan. And like, and the Westfold. we really, yeah. exactly, you know, we yeah. find out about the history between the two countries of Gondor and Rohan and the the kind of issues there. You know, we really, out of all the cultures, I feel like we really spend some time with Rohan. Yeah. And I, I like that a lot. Yeah. Like, it's so cool. Prior to this rewatch, like for this podcast series, I really loved the elves and I loved Lothlorien and I loved Rivendell. But I think now during this rewatch, I think Rohan is like my favorite place and everything that happens Mm -hmm. there is like my favorite in the movies. We'll see how that changes when we get to Return of the King. But for now, I'm like, ooh, I love this. Very into this. (laughs) Yes. Um, I have a lot of like horse related facts. I'm gonna be a Sweet. horse girl for a Go moment. For it. Let's and do I know it. I think you have some as well, Nicolette. So I'm just gonna do my two and then and then we'll share yours as well. Um, but like you mentioned, Brian, all of their 
their armor, their furniture, their clothing, everything surrounding them features horse um, iconography in some way or another. And one of my favorite behind the scenes stories is that they obviously needed a lot of uh, trained horse riders to be Mm -hmm. in these various scenes. And it turns out that a lot of women were (laughs) very good riders Mm -hmm. and Jane Abbott they needed them to be Rohan men so they put (laughs) these local women in bearded makeup to make them look like men for these scenes and I just think that is the funniest thing I forget about it every time and then we're watching it and I totally forget about it and then we watch the behind the scenes and I'm like oh my god those were all girls (laughs) or at least mostly girls yeah so funny and I love like all the scenes um on the on the appendices where they're like, you know, having lunch or having coffee and they're taking a break and it's clearly a woman's voice and they're just like wearing a beard and they yeah. look so manly. It's so funny. Women look great in beards. All right. Just ask <laughs> I, the dwarves. Yeah. I f- actually follow a girl on Instagram. Her name is Gwen Bari and she does a female dwarf cosplay and she looks oh fantastic. My yes. That's amazing. Yes. We'll have to share that. Send me that link and I'll put yes, it in our Yes, I will. Notes. She's the only one I know of. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I have noted is Vigo worked so closely with uh, the horse that was Brago because mm-hmm. yeah. um, in the scene where he like washes up on the riverbank and Brago is there to take him off, Brago basically lays on the ground and Aragorn grabs him kind of by the, by the neck and like climbs on top of him and, um, and I guess I didn't realize this watching the movie. Like, it made sense when they talked about it. But when you're watching the movie, you're just so immersed in the story that you're not thinking about, oh, how did they do this? Mm-hmm. I didn't think about how dangerous that was for a giant horse to just lay down next lay to him down. and plop down oh, yeah. and yeah. not really know where he is. So Vigo yeah. really wanted that to be shown on camera. And he made a point of working with that horse and training with it so that they could film that and have it be seen on camera and not just like up to the imagination between cuts basically. And I just think that's so cool because I love that scene and we talk about Vigo all the time and how much extra effort he puts into the character of Aragorn and it really makes this character so great. And I think that's one thing that comes to mind is how he, he took a lot of extra time and really demanded for that to happen on screen. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So Nicolette, I, I think you have some horse stuff too, right? Yeah. I actually for years thought that it was Bill who was the horse that came to him. And I just want to know, what happened to Bill? Yeah, what, <laughs> what happened, happened to Bill? To I Bill? love that his name is Bill, by the way. I know. What happened? He must he probably went back to Bree or something, but yeah, um I actually he he bought Brago. Yes. And he also bought uh, Arwen's horse that she rode in Flight to the Ford. Mm-hmm. I and, didn't know that um, one. I actually found this picture I sent to Vanna yesterday of him having cereal in a kitchen. And Bill, the pony, is in there as well. We will post that on our Instagram. <laughs> at it's so at the table. It's so he's cute. A, he's a distinguished gentleman having cereal with Vigo. So but, cute. Um, yeah. I also have uh, something about um, Liv Tyler from this mm. scene uh, i love that scene just just to say that oh my god yes. it is yes. so intimate and so beautiful <laughs> i love when he touches her ears yeah like it is beautiful and um 
it i don't know if some people have heard about it but it's gone viral oh my god lipstick that she wears and it is uh black honey by clinique hashtag not an ad hashtag not an ad i bought it um about over two months ago and it is the best lipstick i own it is beautiful i wear it for my pictures as an elf and i would just wear it out but it is it looks perfect on everybody so if you want to have that elven look go get it let me talk a little bit about this lipstick okay yes (laughs) yes go go ahead i think everybody knows that like i love arwen i want to be arwen she's amazing yep So I had seen a couple things about this lipstick before on social media and they were like, oh, this is the lipstick that she wore in Lord of the Rings. And I'm like, that can't be true because that movie's like 20 years old and there's no way they still make that exact lipstick. They're probably just like, oh, this is a dupe. You know, it's like a similar lipstick. And then you told me about it, Nicolette. And I was like, okay, well, it's gospel now. So definitely. (laughs) Yes. And then I, I looked it up to buy it. And it's literally sold out everywhere yeah. because it has gone viral on TikTok. And I just got to yeah. say, dang it to hell, you stupid TikTokers <laughs> always <laughs> ruining everything. I, it blows my mind that it just now became a thing because I saw that back in June originally and I bought it right away. Of course, like I'm not going to waste any time with that. Smart, <laughs> but, smart. Yeah, I, yeah. And it didn't sell out until recently. Yeah. So for anyone that like wants to buy it, I found where you can get it. And I was a little confused. So when you go to the Clinique website, I will put this in the show notes too. Not an ad, but I will help out a sister who wants a (laughs) lipstick. Yeah. Um, On the Clinique website, it says it's sold out. But if you scroll down, it will allow you to purchase it. And it's basically a pre-order. So I ordered it. And when I got the confirmation email, it just said they would email me with an estimation of when it will ship. And I just got that email yesterday and they said it'll ship in two weeks approximately, which is not Ooh. long at all. But um, I was going to like buy it on Ulta or like Sephora, but it was definitely sold out there. You couldn't even pre-order it. And then you had to pay shipping. But on Clinique, I don't know if it was like some special deal they were having, but I got free shipping and I got to pick a free sample of a product, nice. like a nice. little mini size of a product. So anyways, I'll have the lipstick soon. Nicolette was going to do me a solid and go to the Clinique counter and like see yeah. if they had it. But then yeah. I found that I could order it online and I was like, all right, I'll just get it because I can wait two weeks. It's fine. So <laughs> we'll have to post selfies, Nicolette, in our yes. in our Clinique, you know, black honey lipstick when I get yes. mine. Absolutely. So, yeah. Anything yeah. Lord of the Rings makeup, anything Lord of the Rings hair, I got you. Thank you. Brian, yes. do you want to get one? <laughs> I do. I really, really do. <laughs> you should get it for Monique. Does she wear makeup? She does not that often. Hmm. Um, it's it's very it's light. Very subtle. She okay. can definitely rock it. Sweet. Does get it, it for I her. Mean, <laughs> I mean, I was going to get it for me, but... Does she love Arwen? <laughs> does she love Arwen? Oh, yeah. You should uh, get it for ye- her okay. and like get surprise her. her and be Years like, ago, the lipstick that Arwen uh, wears. I think for one of our anniversaries, I think, I got her like the actual like Swarovski crystal Evan star pendant. And that was a twofer because one, she loves Arwen and it's, you know, sterling silver crystals and all that good stuff. But also I got to feel like Aragorn. (laughs) And she's like, this is a gift for me. I'm like, I know just, just, just go with it. I can't give it back to you because you can't drop it. Like he did. We had to switch (gasps) the dialogue a little between the two of us because Mm -hmm. I was giving it to her. Um, But honestly, Still felt good. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Get her the lipstick. Get her the lipstick. I think it ended up being with tax and everything. It was like twenty two dollars. 
All right. It's All it's right. worth it. Doable. I've used it so much and I'm not even I haven't really put much of a dent in it. I have twenty three dollars in my bank account, so this is totally doable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm glad that you mentioned that, Nicolette, because I forgot yeah. about that and I wasn't gonna talk about it in this episode, but it's perfect and I'm just Yeah. You guys will hear me in two weeks. I'll be like, Oh my god, I got my lipstick and it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I know the girls are out there listening. Yeah. Well, I'm up. sure people have seen it on right. TikTok as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a big thing on TikTok. Yeah. Definitely a big thing on TikTok. Well, yeah. And there's like these people who don't even know who Arwen is. And people are like, it's because of Arwen that this is a thing. And people are like, who's Arwen? I'm like, <gasps> so I'm like here life. we go again. I'm like, <laughs> you know what's sad though? I would have been that person a year and a half ago. So let's not hate too much because there's still time for them. We'll just say, I would still have the same reaction, Savannah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> regardless if it's you or not. <laughs> <laughs> like in a year and a half ago i would have said come back when you've yeah. lived yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah okay that's that's wonderful um do we have anything else to share that relates to rohan yeah i do love okay. that behind the scenes scene where uh where dominic monaghan talks about vigo Oh my god! I know what you're talking about, girl. Yeah, Brian, do you know about this? I do not. (laughs) Oh my god! Tell the story, Nicolette. I'll probably cut it into this episode. (laughs) So, um, Dominic Monaghan. You know they're doing their. I always call it the confessionals because that's what they call it on the Kardashian TV show. But the talking heads part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, oh, hi, Paris. Um, well. He had caught Vigo talking to one of the <laughs> lovely uh, Rohan male writers mm-hmm. that was uh, there filming with him. And and uh, it turns out that Vigo figured out that that was indeed a woman that he was speaking to. And Dominic Monaghan teases him for uh, getting real close with the <laughs> Rohan writer. <laughs> He's playing, Vigo is pulling the moves. Yeah. And, and like Vigo's like, don't listen to him. He's spreading lies. And it's kind of funny because later on he says, like, if you, was he talking to the horse? And he was like, I don't know what Dominic Monaghan said about me, but it's not true. It's so funny. Brian, I'll send it to you after we record, but I'm going to cut that part into this episode. You'll probably hear it soon. It's just so funny because Dominic is like, fluffing up this interaction and making it sound like more than it was and Vigo's like playing along and it's just so funny it's it's amazing yeah also can we back up for a second and talk about another thing that I discovered recently that Hmm. um, of course I think I discovered it either like right before or right after we recorded our episode with Jim um I discovered on YouTube the interview that was basically an easter egg on oh yes oh my god i I cannot believe you just i found that that. (laughs) it's one of the greatest things ever and and i'm sure everybody knows about this but just in case they don't there's this little secret interview you can find it on youtube now i'll put the link in our show notes to that as well but it's dominic monahan and he is in i think he was in germany no he was no. pretending to be a German interview yep. interviewer, but he was not in Germany. Um, yeah. But Elijah was in, I believe, New York. Yep. And Elijah was doing a day of press. He's like doing interviews with people, and he was doing a call uh, via satellite, so he could hear the interviewer, but he could not see them. Mm-hmm. And the interviewer was Dominic doing an accent. Elijah did not know at first that it was Dominic, and he is like totally pulling his leg, 
and just being just insane as this interviewer and asking so many random hilarious questions and I think I think you can tell when Elijah starts to suspect that it's a joke and that it's Dominic um but it's just wonderful again I'll put the link in the show notes I can't believe you guys didn't share that with me when I was I'm like, sorry. Hey, I can't I'm a Lord of the Rings fan now. How because would I have known that? You know more behind the scenes stuff than I do. Yeah. But and I'm surprised you hadn't seen it. It's but not on the extended edition. Um, it is. So it's hidden in the menu. On, on the what extended I think, editions or the, on yeah, the... On the Blu-rays. Like the actual extended edition Blu-rays. Okay, well, I, I didn't know that existed, so it's your fault. I think it's the first but wait. the second, but it's there. I posted that on Instagram. Yeah. On my when? story. She posted when? it on her Instagram Months stories. ago. Months <laughs> ago. It's also one of my highlights, my favorites highlights. It's also right, in well, her highlights, I'll go watch Savannah. your favorite highlights after this I'm episode. I'm just saying. What else I have right. in life. Nicolette's doing the work here. I am. not being respected. You know? When will you wear wigs is the when question. Will you wear wigs? <laughs> when will you wear wigs? <laughs> Do you Will? wear wigs? No, Will I do you not. Ever wear wigs? Will you wear wigs? Uh, maybe. <laughs> when will you wear wigs? I've seen that oh so many. It's one of like that video. We've seen it so many times. It will make Monique cry laughing every yeah. single time. Every <laughs> time. When I discovered it, I just, I just happened upon it because i watch so many lord of the rings related things on youtube now and it had yeah. showed up on like my, my suggested page and so i watched it and it was during the day and like i was you know working but i always listen to music on youtube while i'm working watch that and i was going to send it to my husband because like we'll send each other stuff throughout the day we live in the same house we work in the same house but <laughs> we're not gonna like run downstairs every time we need to tell each other something totally um so I was going to send it to him to watch. And then I was like, you know what? This is something that he needs to experience at the end of the day when he's not distracted and I can like watch it with him. There so we were watching a movie later that night and I was like, oh my God, I just remembered. <laughs> There's something I have to show you. So I paused. Oh, we were watching the Bob Ross thing on Netflix that just came Fantastic. out, which was wonderful. But anyways, I paused it and I was like, this is this documentary is intense right now, but I just remembered something that's way better than this that I have to show you. <laughs> so I paused. Yeah. Those happy little trees can wait. Yes, they can wait. <laughs> and then I pulled up the video on YouTube and showed it to him, and he was he lost it, and I knew he would. And I feel like he and I have a very different sense of humor, but I knew he was going to crack up at that, and he lost it like it was the best reaction i wish i had filmed him watching it and i'm so glad he had never seen it before it was it was incredible incredible so yeah if you're listening to the show and you have no idea what we're talking about pause this and go watch the the video and in the show notes because it's just i think it's like eight minutes long it's incredible it's gold Um, yes yeah gold one of my more obscure references around the house maybe Yes, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, love how he says will it. Will you have eggs? When will you have eggs? <laughs> <laughs> the way that he laughs, it's so good. Oh, yeah, oh I know it is. It's just the the uh, build up that came out of him. Yeah. Do you he guys laughed. think at that point he realized it was Dominic? I feel like he no. Did. I don't think he did. I think he knew it was a joke. I don't think he knew yeah. it was dumb. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And then when he did kind of get, he's like, "Aha! I knew it! I knew it!" Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so great. Yeah. 
a yeah. reference that I, my best friend and I love to use is uh, whenever we measure time, we say as the Nazgul flies. Ooh, good one. <laughs> we always it. do that. We think it's hilarious like that we measure it. time like that. Gandalf measured time like that. Yep. I'm like, that's it. so random to say as the Nazgul flies. I'm going to start to use that. Why now. would you use crow when you yeah. have Nazgul? Makes total yeah. sense. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I like it. Are we ready to talk about Treebeard now? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm ready to go are. to sleep now. I'm yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I actually happen to know the story of Vigo becoming quite fond of a Rohan man who turned out to be a woman. I can't um, honestly deny anything that that uh, Mr. Monaghan has said or implied. With a kind of strawberry blonde beard. And I always knew Vigo had good taste, you know. I mean, never go for the kind of dark brown beard, but strawberry blonde, something that really brings out her, her skin texture. Uh, but I am thankful that he showed a measure of discretion. She's a woman, so I get that out of her, but she's also bearded, which means I can, you know, I kind of get a different kind of spin on things. And, uh, gentlemanly, uh, restraint. And that's fine, you know, Vigo's an artist and he can do whatever he wants. It's not really gonna float my boat, but I'm not gonna say anything against him. You just keep on trucking, Vigo. I mean, one could, but perhaps shouldn't, um, delve into some of his, uh, <clears throat> Oh, stranger episodes, but uh, perhaps I'll save that. That's great. He's going to kick the f*** out of me for that one. We're going to talk about Treebeard now. And, Let's do it. You know, I mentioned on the last episode I have some complicated feelings about Treebeard, but they're they're very good feelings. He's lovable. Okay. He's a sweetheart. I'm nervous right now. He's a little long-winded, but you just, you can't He's hate. an ent. You uh -huh. cannot hate Treebeard. He's right. a lovely soul. Um, I don't really have a ton of stuff noted here about Treebeard, but I think he is such an important part of the story in this movie. I, I didn't want to skip him. Um, mm -hmm. So I just have some some fun facts to share and we'll just okay. like talk about him. But one thing that I thought was pretty crazy um, when Weta Digital was talking about the creation of Treebeard um, in the behind the scenes, they said that it took between... 28 and 48 hours to render one frame Ooh. of tree beer just because of Jeez. how much was involved with that and i can't really wrap my head around that because i don't fully understand everything about digital effects but i'm just like how mm -hmm. then were you able to work on him like they would render stuff overnight but that's one frame like one night is one frame so how Many days did you have to go before a thing was rendered? Like, I don't understand it at all. A month per second. But like, Assuming how, they were shooting how did 30 they make him? <laughs> Over the course of years. They started working on him before shooting Fellowship of the Ring. Well, and they had to because yeah. of this. <laughs> That's The whole time they were building Edoras was when they were rendering Treebeard. Isn't that insane, though? That's wild. I wish I Rendering had a comparison of like maybe another digital character that was similar to that. I don't know enough about digital effects at that I'm time to ask see if someone. anything else. Yeah, I would love to know. I'm going to be like, how long did it take to render Boss Nass? Oh, I want to yeah. find out. Yeah, I would love to know. I thought that was pretty crazy. Um, so wild. he was a he was a 14 foot tall puppet, 
uh, that was built on a wheel. And what? Uh, that's for the, the scenes where he's interacting with Mary and Pippin. And then obviously there are scenes where he is he is fully digitized. But right. um, yeah, so he had these like moving arms that were controlled by real people in like blue suits. And he was shot <gasps> on a blue screen. And Weta took urethane molds of actual tree bark and then applied them to the sculpt of tree beer to make his skin look like real wood uh and then dominic and billy had to sit on these little tiny bicycle seats that were concealed into tree beard's hands so that they could sit um but not have their like chairs be seen and Mm -hmm. oh my god the thought of the discomfort while they're flailing around because they're being lifted and moved and having to act and remember their lines and sitting on a tiny little bicycle seat as men, mind you, um, sounds horrific. horrific. And I just think of them all the time when it comes to this movie about how they were separated from the rest of the group. So in the fellowship, they were with, you know, Elijah and Sean and, and Vigo. And they're just like, you know, the camaraderie there had, it had to have been so fun and they must have had such a fun time on set. But for this movie, you know, generally they're by themselves. Um, yeah. For a lot of the time and they're not reunited with um, the other hobbits and, you know, the main characters and just the thought of being on a little bicycle seat for like days on end with this fake tree. And then you've got uh, Mr. John Rice Davies who is voicing Treebeard. He's like sitting in a little camp chair on the side mm-hmm. of the set, you know, yelling his lines so they can hear him. It just does not sound very fun. But in the <laughs> behind the scenes interviews, it sounds like they really made the most of it. And it sounds like it was very uncomfortable for them, obviously. But they were a lot more positive when they recounted these memories with Treebeard than I would expect them to be, which I think is really sweet. But yeah, and then they they combined um, the physical puppet with digital effects, and on set his face moved a little bit, his eyes blinked and moved, and all of that. But obviously, it was enhanced digitally, um, and there were a, a ton of scenes where he was fully CGI. Um, but the puppet was used for when they were shooting with the hobbits. What? I just you looked up the pictures. That? I honest to God did not know that. At all, I thought what he was did completely you think digital. He was. I thought he was completely digital. Wow. So I'm looking at the puppet right now, and this is blowing my mind. Isn't that crazy? That's yeah. nuts. What? Look I at also how just cool love his design. Looks. I think there. I think Treebeard could have ended up looking kind of scary, but he sure. just—he has such a sweet, endearing face. He it's, does. It's the moss. It's got a mossy beard. Yeah, I would love to get him tattooed. I've yeah. thought Ooh, about it. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, I Brian, saw I'll get a matching a... tattoo with you. I will. <laughs> yeah. I, I will. really want to get him and Gandalf tattooed really bad. Aww. I like that. I like yeah. that idea. I love the grandpa characters. Like I've noticed. With that. <laughs> I love grandpa <laughs> characters. I'm down with that. Treebeard's awesome. Treebeard is what I tell everyone when they're like, Where do you stand politically? I was like, Treebeard. Like, what? Goes, yeah. I'm on nobody's side because nobody's on my side. <laughs> yeah. 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 He had the right idea. I love Treebeard. And the fact that like ints take forever 
to decide anything. It's been like hours and they're like, we've just finished saying hello. You're like, <laughs> mother of God, the world yeah. is on fire. <laughs> the trees are just Geminis and Libras. That's right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And then oh, they finally man. came to a decision after days. Like, we're pretty sure you're not orcs. Like, I'm going to hang myself on that end if you don't hurry this up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's ends though. Ants are, ants are awesome. I love the lore. I love the look. I love that there's different kinds of trees for different yeah. ants. Such a cool design idea. They have like, this one's a willow. This one's a birch. This one yeah. tree beer's known since he was an acorn or a nut. Oh, awesome. Yeah. But where are the ant wives? Where they just <laughs> they lost? Just them. Where are they? <laughs> they just walked off. They left. Oh, yeah, I love. They, they just can't find them. Deal with the constant <laughs> slow talking. Yeah, it's so good. I like that they just got up and just left. You're like, what? yeah, we we lost them all. Oh no, yeah, no, we just can't find them. I I have no idea where they're at. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. They caught, so cool. they caught a boat to the Undying Lands. That's where they went. Right? Hey, you never know. They've been around. <laughs> they say that it's what Treebeard and Tom Bombadil are like the two oldest beings yes. in like Middle Earth. Yeah, I was telling Savannah about Tom Bombadil. Oh, wild. That guy, that guy is um, older than dirt. Yeah, <laughs> I remember Didn't you say dirt. he has like, a really hot wife? Yeah, yep. she's. I said that she kind of reminded me of the daughter from the Mortis episodes. Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, she's she's cute. Yeah, and they they're always singing. I don't know what it is with Tolkien and these songs. Oh my god, Brian talks about it all the time. It's, <laughs> but the, oh, so I'm best currently song? in the Treebeard chapter of the Two Towers. It, that's a lot, oh, but it's, it's a lot. So it's far, a nap, napping area. I'm about yeah. halfway through, and so far it's not as bad as I had expected because I was bracing myself for bad and full transparency Nicolette told me to skip the Tom Bombadil stuff of the Fellowship of the Ring so I did that's I not a bad it. idea I skipped wait it. did I do that <laughs> yeah, yeah you did, <laughs> did but it's you fine. heretic it's fine <laughs> I, it's I, fine, yeah. I, a, you know, yeah. spark notes that part or whatever it's called. I, I look yeah. at what happens. It's all good, yeah. but I did skip it. And I've said this multiple times. I do skip the songs in the books from yep. time to time because okay. I don't know how they're going to be, you know, portrayed, like how uh, I should be hearing them. Nicolette yep. did me the lovely favor of sending me some songs that people have actually performed. And yeah. they oh, were that's cool. Lovely. Yes. I'll send this okay. to Brian. You'll love them. Okay. Please yeah. do. Um, because reading them, I was like, mm, all right. Yeah, but Your in the real, she did chapter, it. I've yeah. skipped some songs that he has made up. and That's all right. He, yeah. yeah. That man's a composer. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. sure is. It's so funny, though, because I always read before bed. I don't really yeah. read in the middle of the day. I'd rather be doing other things. Mm-hmm. And lately, you know, I've been in this chapter. And I have to say the Urukai chapter beforehand was also pretty dull. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I get like... I get like four pages in and I'm like, oh my God, I'm falling asleep, but I'm not even really tired. Like I need to stay up and yeah. read a few more pages or I'm never going to get out of this chapter. Yep. So I've been like, I love them. I think the orcs and the Orakai are my favorite characters in the book. I love it when they, I forget which part is when they talk about how they want to, like after the war's over, they want to take a couple of friends and go build a little like community. Oh my God. It's so pure. They have hopes and dreams. Oh, that's sweet. (laughs) And they are my favorite. I I think that it might be in Return of the King. Mm. And uh, they're, they're, they're kind of wholesome deep down. 
Deep, Aww. deep, 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 deep down. Deep down. They've had a rough life, you know? They didn't yeah. choose to. Yeah. They're just being used. Yeah. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. They're just being used. I mean, look at even Sauron will give a couple of them to, uh, to uh, Shelob. Yeah. That's true. Some, some dessert there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the Goblin Town song so much from The Hobbit. It cracks me up every single time I hear it. Oh, yeah. Masterpiece. Goblin Town. Down, down, down in Goblin Town. <laughs> they like the party, man. <laughs> the band that they have, it cracks me up. But yeah, yep. the songs are, are in abundance. Yeah. And thankfully, those were few and far between in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. But they they were good. I I I don't think I've I've probably said this before. I say way too many things and then forget I say them. I like the <laughs> <Me> movies <laughs> better than the books for Lord of the Rings, and I'm reversed for The Hobbit. But I feel like the songs in the Lord of the Rings extended editions are really good and mm-hmm. like placed well and mm-hmm. make sense where they're at. Yeah. Whereas like Tolkien just loved language. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna write songs. I'm gonna write different languages. I'm gonna write them out, and just look at <laughs> yeah. look at all that I can do. And he's <laughs> the best at it ever. Yeah. So he's just he's flexing. The songs are Tolkien just flexing. He's like, I'm an author. Yeah. I'm also a songwriter. <laughs> and also, this yeah. is Tom Bombadil, which we will never mention again, and we're never going to explain who or what he is. No. And he's just here to rescue the hobbits from the Barrow Whites, and then be like, "Oh, the ring? <laughs> I don't care about that." Yeah, and then that's it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. To, like to this day, like the fact that you didn't read it, Savannah, you're really not missing much because it is inconsequential. And Tolkien died before explaining, so nobody has yeah. any clue who yeah. or what Tom Bombadil is or where yeah. he came from. We know nothing outside yeah. of the fact that the ring, like, doesn't matter to him at all. Well, and yeah. I'm so glad that, Nicolette, that you told me not to read that chapter because I mm-hmm. think had I read that chapter, I would have gotten burnout and quit. I don't think I would have gotten further in the yeah. book. You know, I needed to get yeah. to the point. We needed to get on the adventure. Yeah. I've read it, like, well, I did the, my second read through, I did an audiobook, and that helps. Yeah. Uh, so if you go back and do it with an audiobook, stay for Tom Bombadil. He's he's interesting, and if you really are curious about Tom Bombadil, I do recommend listening to Nerd, Nerd of the Rings on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Their theories about Tom Bombadil are great. Mm. That he could be a Maiar. He could be just. Um, I don't, they had like a bunch of different theories about yeah, him. Yeah, it was like um, seven but, different ones. It was it's a yeah. it's a good video. Yeah, mm-hmm. they do amazing videos um, across Agreed. the board. Uh, I mean, there's one that I do really recommend is what would happen if Galadriel had the ring. Yeah, I love that video. So good. I would love to have seen that on screen if if she did take the ring. Can you imagine? Wow, she would have. She a really queen. would. Yeah, she in the video that they did, she just wiped Sauron out. Like, yeah. But they said that the only the only character that could go um, up to him like one to one is Gandalf. He's yeah. the only person who could take him out. Yeah, yeah, I, dude, I love that stuff—the super deep lore. And then yeah. when you find out that yeah. Sauron, in the grand scheme of things, actually isn't that crazy. When you've got like Melkor and Morgoth and stuff, you're <laughs> yeah, like, what? Yeah, yeah. Sauron turned into a werewolf and then lost. All right. <laughs> I love Nerd of the Rings. It's I recommend it. Incredible. I love doing my makeup, doing my hair. I love Nerd of the Rings. Wow. Agreed. I'm like so that, excited yeah. about this now. No, you want to talk about plug? Yes. Let's plug the hell out of that because yeah, Nerd, of the, Nerd Rings of the Rings is so yeah. good. It's a diehard Tolkien fan. And he'll do, I yeah. love his travels videos because yeah. the thing about, you know, Middle Earth, they still have like dates and times. Like you can find out like October the 12th at this time, Frodo is in Rivendell because of this. He animates a map. And he'll pick a character, be like, 
This is Faramir's travels. And from the time that he's born until the time that he dies, he'll show you on a map. He was here, and then he did this, and then he did this, and then he went here, and that's where that happened. And it's so cool. There's so much work and yeah. thought. It's yeah, it's awesome. He, he does amazing. And there's Nerd also of the Men Rings. of the Yeah, Nerd of the Rings and Men of the West. Yes, as well. Really, really good. Yeah. Good stuff for deep, deep Lord of the Rings lore. Like you want to know about like the Silmarils and yeah. the Undying Lands and the Valinor and Numenor. Like Nerd of the Rings. Yeah. I'm Crazy. writing this down so I can put it in yeah. the show notes also so I can remember it and watch it later. Oh, yeah. it's it's wild. You'll be so like, Men what? of the West is the other one too? Men of the West. Yep. I don't know if they changed their name, but you can still find them as Men of the West. Okay. I've been spending a lot of time on their uh, Nerd of the Rings' is, um, Haradrim videos. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're good. Wow. And I didn't know that one of the Nazgul is, um, I think he's one, is it the one of the Haradrim? Mm-hmm. He's like he's the one with the with the horns on the side. Yep. He's one of the Easterlings. That's Insane. what he is. Yeah. In I was like Insane. I had just for years I had just assumed that the Nazgul were just Gondorian men. Right. And I that's not true. <laughs> so yeah, recommend them. Absolutely. Should Need I tell it. my embarrassing story? Both of you guys know this because I've told both of you. Should I tell my embarrassing story about my misunderstanding of the Nazgul's? <laughs> yes. And how yeah. proud I was of myself in the last that episode. Is, and then that's five recorded. minutes after yeah. we got done recording, I texted Brian and I said, I'm an idiot. <laughs> All right. No. I'm going to tell the story. So in the last episode, you guys heard me say that when I watched The Two Towers, um, the um, – the ring race, God, I blinked for a second. Sorry. The ring wraiths come into the scene <laughs> with these, you know, flying beasts. And I looked at my husband and I said, what are those called? And I said, are they called Nazgul? And he said, yes. And I was referring to the dragons. Ah, the fell beasts. And yeah, yes. Beast. And I thought the the people were called like the ring wraiths. Which and is true. Like the witch mm-hmm. king, right? Yep. Okay, yeah. and then All I true. thought the dragons were called Nazguls, ah, <laughs> and I, yeah. I said that in the episode, and then you, Brian, said something right after about fell beasts. Yep, and that's when I slowly yeah. realized that I was misunderstanding something, but I didn't want to <laughs> sit there and waste time on that. So when we got done recording, I was like, "Let me Google this," and I was like, "Ah, I am stupid." So yeah. you know, I'm learning and. I just, you know, I don't think people can tell when they first heard me say that. No, I covered for you. Yeah, but I know now, and it was just really funny because I was so proud of myself for knowing the name, and then I was like, ah, <laughs> I do not know the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm su- I'm surprised because there's been times where, I mean, I don't expect you to pay attention to everything I post, Savannah, but about the, the girl who got that tattoo of the fell beast and i've never seen anyone just get the fell beast done mm. and i was like look at this girl got the fell beast tattooed and i'm like savannah i've posted about them before <laughs> oh my god I, listen, I tell brian this all the time i don't see anything on my personal social media no, if i like never. your stuff i like it that doesn't mean i read it because here's the deal i'm always here with this amazing lord of the rings content here's the deal i'm over here you just need to look at this. like send me stuff you know here's the thing okay during the sure. day i am not logged into my personal social media during a work day i'm logged into like client social media and then at the end of the day when i log back into my personal social media there's so much stuff for me to check up on and 
with Instagram stories, um, if you ever post anything that you want me to see, do not put it in your Instagram story. I only watch Instagram stories to get the notifications to go away, to get the little rainbow circle things to go away. I tap them, I tap through until they're all, until they're all seen and gone. And I meet people's stories left and right because I don't have five hours to sit there and tap through stuff. But if I do kind of want to see it for like a half a second, I'll have you unmuted so I can tap through and see it. Um, Never happens though. That's just what happens with me in social media, you know. No yep. wonder she's the first one to always view my stuff. Oh my god, yeah, I'm yeah. Nicolette, I put secrets. I will in mind always be the first one. She won't see them. People yeah. probably think that I have like notifications turned on for them, but no. Nope. It's if if I open Instagram and I see a circle, I gotta click it. I, it's gotta go. It has to go. Yeah. She hates them. And I on it, and I feel bad because I do mute a lot of people's stories, and it's not for me not caring about them. It's really just because I can't sit there forever and tap through stories all day, and I don't yeah. have the self control to not tap through them. Oh my god! So, anyways, I, that's why I didn't yep. know what a fell beast was. <laughs> yep, yep. I tried to cover for you. I was like, you "Yeah, no, it's cool." And then you know they're riding the fell beasts, and you're like, uh, <laughs> "Huh." I remember. I, I got that very quiet because my brain yeah. was like spinning and like going, "What?" Yeah, it's fine though. Nazgul, I if I'm correct, I think Nazgul is black speech for ringwraith. Yes, it yeah. is the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, why do they have two names? I didn't get that. Now I know. Yep. Feldies Nazgul. Yeah. Because even Aragorn in Fellowship of the Ring, he mentions they're the Nazgul ringwraiths. Mm-hmm. So he says yeah. the word translates it, but they they ride fell beasts. I just think you should rewatch the movies again. Savannah. Agreed. You just does haven't any, seen them enough. Does any, <laughs> yeah, just any little reason to go rewatch them. I yeah. think I need to watch them with the subtitles on. And I've talked about this before yes. in other episodes yes. and conversations, but our living room has extremely high ceilings. Yep. And I don't know why, but I just, I always feel like I have a very hard time hearing dialogue in movies. But Sean doesn't particularly like to have subtitles on. And I don't either because I, I just find them a little distracting. So we usually don't watch stuff with subtitles. Um, but in in the same instance, I miss a lot of dialogue and I miss a lot of things that they're saying. So I need to watch those movies with the subtitles on so I can catch every little thing. Because I would learn a lot more because I'd be able to see what the heck yeah. they're saying. Sure. That's, that's a main always, problem I have. Yeah, I do that every single time, and I'm always texting you new things that I find, and here I am, a lifelong Lord of the Rings fan, still finding new things. Isn't that so oh, cool, yeah. though? That's why I'm like so excited yeah. to be a fan of this now, because I feel like every time I watch it, I'm going to notice something new. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. that. I always catch when they forget to put uh, Orlando's blue contacts in. They forget <laughs> a lot. Oh, wow. They forget a lot. There's a lot of scenes where it's just his brown eyes, and I'm like, uh. Somebody that's interesting forgot. too that they didn't fix that digitally yeah that's funny yeah hmm. there's a lot of little things like that or like when they don't paint out the scale doubles sometimes that <laughs> happens pretty often where like gandalf and pippin in return of the king there's a lot of times where that is not billy boyd <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah when he goes to run to faramir's body yep. that's not yep. billy boyd. that is a child <laughs> that is so funny happens a lot yeah, yeah. Wow. it's like when it's like an episode one at the end of the parade and you see the guy who's clearly not Samuel Jackson, but in Mason Dew's <laughs> robes. You're like, wait a second. Hold the phone. That's What's so going on here? What happened yeah. to Pip? <laughs> Aw. Yeah. Well, this yeah. was a very um, off-topic discussion of Treebeard, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're talking about Treebeard. <laughs> Wait, this is so about Treebeard. 
<laughs> I forgot. Do we have anything else to say about him though? Because the next part is Helm's Deep, and I know we're um, going to have a lot to say. Treebeard's about that. the best. Yeah. We love Treebeard. We do. Treebeard is tattooable. He is. He is. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good. Good Lord of the Rings tattoo. Yeah. I like Absolutely. it. Yeah. We get to move on. Yeah. We get to move on. Yeah. into the big the big finale Ooh. helms d yes yes i'm here for oh my gosh i felt so um like out of time when i was preparing for this episode and i really did not get into helms deep as much as i wanted to okay. i have a few little things to note but I, nicolette i'm just gonna let you take this away girl and i'll just pop Heck in where yeah. i need to because i think this is your game <laughs> oh yes let's dance yeah Oh, me? Yeah, yes. go for it, girl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yes, Helm's Deep is the best on-screen battle of all time, and I believe it is the longest one as well. Right? Rightfully so. so. Yeah, and I, you know, Game of Thrones really, really tried, but they did not get anywhere near Helm's Deep. No, nope, sorry. I love Game of Thrones, but man, that ba- that battle, they hyped it up. They were like, it's going to be like Helm's Deep. It was not nope. near Helm's Deep. I'm sorry. Facts. <laughs> But Helm's Deep is fantastic. And for those of you who've read the book, you probably know that the elves do not arrive at Helm's Deep. But they do it in the movie, and that is my favorite scene. I don't care what anybody says. It was a great idea. Um, I love the elves. But there is a particular moment that I know is not as obvious to everyone, but was something that I figured out a couple years ago was that when Haldir arrives uh, to where everyone is and Aragorn approaches him and tells him, you know, you're most welcome. Mm-hmm. The, the elves are still facing forward and they still have their bows up. But when Legolas approaches and puts his hand on Haldir's shoulder, they turn and face him. Why? Because he's royalty. Because he's a prince. Oh. Yes. So they disarm themselves because that is the prince in front of, in front of them. So, uh, yeah, it's a oh. pretty cool moment. People don't realize that, but it I love that moment so much. Um, and you notice that even back to the moment where they meet Aylmer, that he doesn't even say that, that Legolas is prince of the Woodland Realm, that he's just Legolas of the Woodland Realm, because Legolas doesn't like to be acknowledged as a prince. So I love that they just, without even having to speak that he was a prince, they showed respect to a royal elf. Um, but there were so so much going into Helm's Deep. I mean, the amount of time they took to film and the, the conditions they were under and the amount of people who were involved. There were so many extras in Helm's Deep that they had shirts that said, I survived Helm's Deep. I love that. <laughs> and I, I think it's hilarious. I want a shirt. You know what? For people out there who like love rare things, I am like an addict to eBay when it comes to Lord of the Rings. I have so much, so much stuff that I've bought from eBay that's Good. rare. And they, they, there are people who sell their um, clothes that they got from working on the films. Ooh. So I recommend, uh, like, they do. Ha- they have hats on there, t-shirts, oh the jackets God, I'm that Googling they wore. Right now. 
yes you can find them on there yeah yeah so like i recommend looking up lord of the rings vintage lord of the rings rare are my two favorite things to search um but with with the the extras they were having issues with the urukai in particular that they couldn't find men who were taller than six feet and i think i could have definitely played an urukai i'm 511 so i'm right up there with them i believe in you. Um, <laughs> thank you i said you were six but, feet so you know yeah you in know what boots. i might as well be in i boots. might as well no like i'm like probably borderline i'm up there it's 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 a hard life to be a woman who's that tall <laughs> we're complete elegant, i am Nicolette. short you are tall i am not elegant got, i asked savannah when we <laughs> Yeah, not the grace. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, like Savannah had to help me quite a bit when we're in, on our on our hike. Because I was fine. just like terrified. I have I a lower center, center of gravity. It's fine. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But um, there were men who were cast as Urukai who were shorter than six feet. And they were called the Uruk Low. <laughs> and I'm like, I love that. Those <laughs> poor guys. <laughs> it's like saying you're all our short kings thanks for joining us like, that's good <laughs> yeah and then there were also women playing urukai um which that's why i was like i could probably do it as well um but it was kind of cool seeing them having the, the blacked out eyes and mouth to fit underneath the helmets that they were wearing and right and the the huge costumes and armor that they were wearing um but they there weren't actually characters who were female orcs or urukai until lake town in desolation of smaug mm-hmm. uh, there's a female orc that comes in and goes into bard the bowman's house to attack them in there so we actually don't see yeah we don't see female orcs for a long time i didn't notice and it. i and i'm sure that was philippa or fran who wrote that in mm-hmm. um because they are amazing as as kathleen kennedy is to savannah fran and philippa are to me awesome. um yeah so and you know i'm a writer so i love them um so there's also a man with one eye who's from rohan yep. who yep he his character actually survives helm's deep goes on to fight in the battle of the pelinor fields and was in the Houses of Healing with Eowyn. So that character survives throughout the movies. Amazing. And the way I know that is because the guy who played him actually wrote about it on Facebook. I don't really go on Facebook, what? but I go on there for the cool Lord of the Rings stuff that I find on there. <laughs> yeah. And to advertise my own Lord of the Rings products in these um, Lord yeah. of the Rings groups that I'm a part of. <laughs> but yeah, they that man survived. He's he's a warrior of Rohan with That's his one eye. Awesome. He he actually wanted to wear his eye patch, but Peter Jackson said no. Yeah. <laughs> he said show <laughs> show that eye. I remember I, hearing that story. Yeah, he he said he felt it, it helped him get over the fear of showing the empty eye. That's mm-hmm. so awesome. Good for him. I think that that eye actually became the eye of Sauron. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it did it. It did. <laughs> He was there yeah. all along. We didn't was, even see him. Oh We're so God. busy looking it, at it the Palantir. Oh my God. <laughs> but um, there's a there's a little fact I wrote here that kind of goes back to to Isengard when they were planning the attack on on Helmsley that uh brad duraf i think i said that right yep right? brad duraf he yeah yeah worm tongue he, he they didn't originally have him shed a tear in that in that part where he saw the amount of urukai mm-hmm. but he could cry on command so he just did it beautiful That's and crazy. to me i think that he did that because he is a man of rohan 
and he is now oh. going to see his people being massacred into non-existence mm. oh my god i never thought of yeah. that yeah because i mean remember uh. that scene where he stabs saruman yes he he because theoden's like you're a man of rohan like don't do this and i think a part of him is like i am a man of rohan and i sh i have been used here so wow. i yeah that's i put that connection together i think that he did that because he felt horrible you just blew brian's mind insane <laughs> yeah wow yeah. I, oh yeah. that's good yeah that is good i wow yeah i always assumed it was one of those just like to to behold the wind, such the power. wind's too heavy yeah you know what <laughs> the i mean like too heavy up there. when you're like oh this isn't yeah. gonna be that it's like i imagine when people first saw like the atom bomb you know what i mean it's just like yeah. the terror of the magnitude of power that you're witnessing yeah. you've never seen anything like it before that you're just overtaken by it but oh wow that's so much better that yeah. he still cares about rohan in his heart yeah <gasps> i think he even feels bad about telling saruman wow. about the, the drain incredible yeah Man, yeah. I was already and... super glad that you came on, but now this yeah. is going to stick no, with me for a yeah. while. Yeah. Another, cool, another cool one, um, a little bit further back, um, before they prepare to leave for Helm's Deep, is that quote about um, Theoden bearing his son Theodred. Yep. That that wasn't originally in the script. He actually, like Bernard Hill said that to a, a woman. And they were like, wow, really? that's deep. Let's put it in the script. Yeah. So wow. I know I just forgot to talk about that. But um anyway moving moving on wait can we uh, ask real quick because yeah. there is another thing in your notes that i want to talk about that we yeah. kind of have to go back to so we're going to pause on helm's deep for just a second we can do what we want um can uh -huh. we talk about jed brophy yes i know i was just gonna say <laughs> okay because yes, like he yes, deserves okay. a moment no one ever talks about jed brophy nobody talks about that man Until and it, now. it's frustrates me because he was a main character in the hobbit he played nori right mm -hmm. is it nori yep. yeah it's nori not ori ori's the one that looks like brian or <laughs> yes <laughs> yes you know what not the first yes. time not the first time yeah. i say that every but, time i watch that movie yes but jed brophy played so many characters in lord of the rings he was like a a, a used extra quite often he played the goblin that was at uh where the urukai were keeping Merry and Pippin uh, hostage, the one who says, why can't we have some meat? Yep. He was hungry. Yeah. <laughs> he also played um, the orc that took down Aragorn during the um, warg attacks. Mm -hmm. The one who takes the even star from him. He played that one. And he also played a man of, of Gondor, I believe. Is that the man of Gondor or a man of Rohan? He played someone on the back of a horse. So I'm, I just want to say Rohan at this point. Gotta be right. Yeah, and then he also played um, an elf that was walking um, with Arwen to what? the boats. Yeah, he did so much, and then he got. I'm so glad they cast him as a as a dwarf. Me too. He, he deserved. deserved he deserved that. it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I love that guy. Yeah, so gonna, so I'm talented. Get him on my show. Yeah, you down. should. He you should, so and sweet. invite us all. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Jed Brophy, extremely underrated. Uh, actor yeah and we'll talk wow. about him a lot when we get into the hobbit movies because i like adore yes. all of those actors that all played the the various oh my um, gosh dwarves. yes but he yes he, I... he stands out yeah yeah so wow. um 
more about homes, Steve. Yeah, we can get back to the real subject now. You know, <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to yeah. get in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a there's a, f- uh, a few moments where I'm just like, uh, Philippa, are you sure? <laughs> like, <laughs> and that that is the um, at the end of Helm's Deep when when uh, Legolas and Gimli are talking about their their body counts. Yep. Uh, Gimli says uh, he's moving because his axe is embedded in his nervous system. And yep. I just want to know, Philippa, do they have science books about the nervous system in Erebor or in the Iron Hills? <laughs> I just want to know because how do they know about the nervous system <laughs> and the menu? Down. Meats back on the menu? What? That's true. What, what are the restaurants that these guys are going to where they have a menu? Meat ones. Meat ones. Yeah. Meat menus. And I'm I know down. that this this isn't a Philippa um, situation, but the Legolas who is shield surfing. Coolest I moment love that ever. Though. I love it too. But as Orlando said, that Tolkien is probably turning in his grave seeing that. No that- offense. <laughs> Tolkien can keep turning because that was awesome. <laughs> it is really cool. I it love really cool. it. I do. And I'm glad that Orlando did it himself. Yeah. Because so we would have we had another... Uh, Pippin moment where we're like, that's not Legolas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but Helm Seep is a great scene. And I love the part with their, where the the orcs are chanting and they're putting mm-hmm. their, their spear in the ground. And I know that a lot of the the extras are Maori people. Yep. And I have connection to the Maori people. I used to be a Polynesian dancer. What? And yeah, and I was taught by a Maori woman how to do the haka and stuff like that. And I know that they did That's the amazing. haka before filming uh, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. Yeah. And it's it's a way to send them off. But they that is definitely a Maori thing. That's not an Urukai thing. That's a Maori thing that they were doing out there. And it fit well for the Urukai um, people. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I love that they added that in. Because it definitely intimidated not only the men but the women and the children in the caves. And oh my me. gosh! Hearing, yeah. yeah, hearing the, <laughs> hearing that echoing—that's terrifying. Yeah. yeah, and I think that that was a great element that they added in. It's it was cool. I love that. Um, and um, a moment that I had texted Savannah about my recent time watching it through is that you notice that Aragorn is shouting orders to the elves before they begin. But Legolas is speaking lowly about the armor weakness because they can hear him. He doesn't need a shout because he knows that the elves can hear him because they have enhanced hearing. Isn't that such a cool thing that she noticed? Yes. I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I love that scene. I love the, can I, you want me to find you a box? Oh, (laughs) yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love love them so much. Um, but yeah, that is those are the little little moments that I've caught. I have a couple there of, like well. little fun facts that I wanted to mention. So give me um, the battering ram that they built to smash down yep. the door. It didn't work because the door was built so well, and that's like Sean's <laughs> favorite thing. He thinks that's so funny, and I was like, I'll yeah. make sure to mention that for you. Uh, but I just think that's great. Like the the door was built so well. The battering ram was like a real battering ram. And they could not, they could not break that door, um, which is hilarious. This poor, I feel so yeah. bad for those like stunt guys having to pick it up and smash it over and over <laughs> and over, and it wasn't working. Um, another thing that I thought was interesting, I don't know if they mentioned this in the uh, appendices, but I found like another 
Two Towers behind the scenes kind of documentary on YouTube, and I'm not sure where it originally came from, but Mm -hmm. there was um, somebody on set that was talking about the bridge that goes up to the castle, and they were talking Mm -hmm. about how the bridge had to be made a specific way so that horses could go up the bridge. And in the appendices, they talk about how the bridge was like widened so that, you know, horses wouldn't like fall off. But makes sense. this was really cool. Um, they made rubber horseshoes so that they would grip the surface of the bridge more easily. Huh. And they coated, I can't remember what they said they coated the surface in, but it was something to help the horses grip um, better so that they could actually like run and walk and not be sliding around and hurting themselves. And I just was like, that's a very cool thing. That's I neat. I think yeah. they had made it without that in mind at first and then they had to redo it because it was just not working out but i was like hmm, interesting um and helms deep took four months to shoot they shot three months at night and one month during the day wow. and then uh the castle was uh, a real set most of it was a real set built in a quarry and then for wide shots they had a quarter scale full set of everything and they had a miniature so the set that they were shooting on for the fight scenes, um, you know, wasn't like the entire the entire castle, but it was like the bridge and the door and the walls, um, stairwells and things like that. And then they made some really awesome um, like scaled miniatures for wide shots and stuff. But I the thought of shooting at night for three months just sounds horrible because obviously <laughs> if you're shooting at night, you're sleeping during the day. Yeah, uh, you're exhausted. I'm sure they're like rehearsing and training and stuff too. And I just think about life here in Seattle, and it's dark for a long time. But at least in the winter, you have like a little bit of light, like a tiny bit of light. Um, and just the thought of like having to work in the dark for three months and not see the sun and not have any vitamin D is just—it just sounds awful. <laughs> it's not too bad. Yeah, I've been doing it for twelve years. Yeah, but you still see the sun, I feel like. Not by choice. Mm. You live in Florida, so. <laughs> I avoid it at all costs. I am also fair-skinned. Yes, you are very Yeah, very me and the sun are not friends. But don't, also, don't even talk to me because yeah, you I am the fairest of them all. She is I'm transparent. Yeah. Transparent, yes. Yeah. I am. And the, the red hair makes it look even more pale. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I have a red beard. Yeah. My hair's not red, but my beard is. A lot of guys have red yeah. beards that don't have red hair. I find That's that me. so interesting. I thought yeah. so too when it started growing in. I'm like, what is the happening? Part dwarf. Yeah, it is. It is orange. And yeah, it's the old Irish Scottish heritage coming through yeah. my face. But also, yeah. you know, it's the double sided coin because the other side is I get sunburned from opening the fridge. So it's, you can't have it all. But see, that's funny. Well, it's it's not funny, but um, I can tan very well because I'm really? also half Mex- I'm half Mexican, so oh, I lovely. I am cool like that. Yeah, I can I'm tan. I, don't I can tan. tan very well. Yeah. I go fluorescent. I, I just don't red fluorescent. <laughs> yeah, it's I choose not to tan, but yeah, mm. yeah. So I'd, um, I'd be down with that. Fighting orcs <laughs> or being an yeah. orc, fighting people for nights on yeah. months end. That sounds like a dream. Yeah, but you're in that heavy, heavy suit and the it. armor on top of that. It's a lot. It's definitely I, a, lot. a lot. But imagine you're in the situation like and you're one the of the rain. elves. Like the picture rain. you're in your elvish armor, your armor, you've got your bow, mm-hmm. Aragorn's yep. yelling stuff to your right, Legolas and Gimli are to your left, and you just walk by the mirror. You'd be like, 
Well, there's no mirror. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm saying. What are we talking about here? Okay, then you're looking down at the puddle, and you're like, "Look at me! I'm an elf, and there's Aragorn, and I'm on Helm's Deep. This is the craziest thing of my life. Let's go I kill some orcs." <laughs> I don't think that that's the craziest thing of their life. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be a mine. I that's think true. about the stench of the area there because think about it. They yeah. were shooting in like real rain latex. for a lot of the time, and then they're you know <sighs> doing adding fake rain when it wasn't raining. Think about the latex, the sweat. That that must have been a rank, stinky yeah. area. Like, yeah, the good stuff. Gross. No, no, no. Get in yeah. there. Nasty. I was I'm in. Watching, yeah. up. I was watching some interviews on YouTube this morning, like recent interviews with uh, Vigo, and he did an interview with, I think it was Stephen Colbert probably because he's like such a big Lord of the Rings fan. Uh, yep. He did it recently, and he was talking about in one scene during the Helm's Deep battle, he's like, you know, going up the stairs and fighting orcs and stuff. And he um, got a really bad case of vertigo. And he did the the scene like they had shot it three times. And then they said, hey, let's do it one more time. But before we do it, let's take a break and like let everybody rest and then we'll shoot it again. And during the break, all of the stunt actors playing the orcs were going down the stairs, like going out to get coffee or whatever. And Vigo was ahead of them, and he was supposed to go down the stairs first. And, like, right as he was about to go down the stairs, he uh, had vertigo really bad. And so he mm. just, like, pushed himself up against the wall and looked up to the sky. He said he could not look down. He looked up to the sky, and everybody's like, oh, are you okay? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just resting. You can go ahead. Like, you can go past me and go down. And all the other actors went down. And he's, like, spider crawling along the wall. Because, he, again, he can't look down at the stairs, and he's trying to get down. And I don't think he ever got down. Um, and he wouldn't tell anybody what was wrong. I guess, obviously, he didn't want to be, like um, – I guess he just didn't want to make it seem like he, he couldn't shoot. Uh, and he said he, like, got through it and shot the scene again. But I was just like, oh, my God. I've had vertigo once in my life, and I could not imagine having to work and deal with that at the same time. Like, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah. That would suck. It sounded awful. Yeah. I just love it. Yeah, I'm just relaxing as I'm like pressed up against a wall with my head up in the sky. <laughs> yeah. Don't show weakness yeah. in front of the enemy. Yeah, exactly. I respect it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, Another do you have pool. any Helm's oh. Deep um, fun facts? <laughs> fun facts? No, I, I just scream in excitement. It's everything. I feel I, like you, you know quite a bit about the stunt performers, though. Yeah. I mean, you'd be surprised how little I know about oh, a okay. lot of things. Okay. Um, yeah, I just, I, I cannot, for, I will say that this sequence gets me so hyped, it's very difficult for me to form a coherent thought um, <laughs> outside of this is just the craziest, most awesome thing ever. And then going through every little moment of all of this is just better and better and better and better. And then somehow keeps getting better. And it's just, oh, I just love it. Me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Love it. Well, I'm. I mean, I'm happy with with our chat about Helm's Deep. If you guys are ready to wrap up, let's do yeah. it. Aww. Sound the horn. Dun da da. <laughs> 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 um. Okay, so that's it for our two towers behind the scenes episode. Uh, again, there's no way we covered everything. There's just nope. That's no. impossible. I'm still nope. learning things. Yeah. How can I cover things that I haven't even learned? Um, exactly and we can't do six was... hour podcasts yet no we can't do six hour podcasts yet i don't no. have that much time i tried um, i did nicola i'm so happy that you joined us today because i just love yes. your story i love how much you know about the movies and just like 
the world of Lord of the Rings. It's just so cool. Thanks. So thank Agreed. you for joining us. We're going to link your like social media and everything in the show notes too, but I would love for you to send us some pictures of your collection that we can post because it's yes. amazing. Yes, absolutely. I will. Please do. I will. I feel like I'm slowly going to become that person. Like, <laughs> Good. Like I need to buy, yeah. I need to buy a sword, you know? Yeah. Agreed. And then there's like some so new ideas. Weta statues of Gimli <laughs> and Gandalf yeah. that I really want. And I'm just like, okay. I'm yeah. going to accept this as a part of my life now. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Welcome. We're so glad yeah. you're here. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. It's about time. Um, yeah. So that's it for this episode. We will be back in two weeks to talk about Return of the King. And oh. guys, I'm so oh. excited for this because you're next not ready, weekend, guys. Next weekend, I'm going to go see Return of the King in theaters, and it's yes, the extended exciting. edition. Yes. Yeah. And I've never seen any of these movies in theaters. So when oh we talk about gosh. this movie, it's I'm like going to be freaking out because I'm going to be like, I literally just saw this in a movie theater. Yeah. It's the way so it's meant to be seen. Did you not see The Hobbit in, in the movies? I did. I saw okay. um, I saw the second one and I think the third one. I did not see the first one in theaters. Okay. Um, but I didn't know. I had no idea what was going on. I went and oh watched my the gosh, second I one bet. with Sean. <laughs> And I was like, this is cute, but I don't really get what's going on. Um, so, yeah. Wow. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Second Podcast. You did it. Congratulations. We're still on the road. We're still on the road. One more to go. We're still on the journey. We're still on the unexpected yeah, journey. I know. That is this has been podcast. so fun. It's been yeah. great. So, I know. It's been fabulous. And the next one. <gasps> you guys aren't ready. It's going to be the longest episode ever. Honestly, we might have to split Return of the King into two episodes, and I've given Brian like full, um, yeah, power to talk as much as he wants. And if we need to split it into two episodes, we will. Yeah, because there's a chance you guys just might want to skip the next one. Just, just let no, don't say that. No, don't say that. Just do like a part one, part two. I'm not skipping it. I warned you. I warned you. I will not be held accountable for whatever happens. (laughs) Just saying. I don't feel bad about it. She said I could. He the has permission. Are off. Okay, Brian. So what's your sign off for today? For today? Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness gracious. I didn't realize we were doing different ones. So I don't, I'm unprepared. You can do whatever you want. I just don't have one, so I'm letting you end it. I mean, I always say, fly, you fools. Okay. Kind of works. <laughs> <laughs>